We woke up in a dream because Yoshinobu Yamamoto's name's been affiliated with the Phillies yet again uh, as the Phillies are, quote, in the mix for Yamamoto. Uh, more importantly, welcome into this dream that it's another day, another day of PHOI Phillies podcast, another day to have all of you guys joining us here. We also uh, want to welcome in our producer, Bree. So Tyler Zuli's on vacation um, out of town. Warm weather in the warm Florida. weather, we've got Bree joining us for the first time ever that we've had Bree on the Phillies podcast. Uh, so welcome in, Bree. You're in in for a wild one uh and jamie lynch myself renee washington listen dave eugene mickey james lynch jr who's that guy he sounds cool that's me <laughs> did you put that together i did i did <laughs> that's baby skyler has my avatar I was literally going to say the baby threw me, but yeah, then I yeah. put it together. It's one of your babies. Um, thank you for the compliments on the boots. You know, it's gotten a little cold outside. Had to mix up the, the fit today. Um, so I know people were asking how Jamie can get thrown off of the rails today. Don't worry. We've got some wild crazy topics to get into and i'm sure we're going to get off the rails a little bit we also have a special guest joining us today uh, we're going to have justin perry on the show later today who does a phenomenal job working with a number of different outlets including pitcher list uh shot quality bets so we'll have him on wow eugene crab said i sound sick also is it that bad you're a little nasally dang it wow we I need to get I you a nice like <clears throat> chamomile tea <clears throat> And maybe, um, <clears throat> do you have a, I'm um, fine, guys. What the hell are the, a humidifier? Do you have a humidifier? Right I do. Now? And I, I told you I make a really good tea. Yeah, you're a big but tea But I've head. been avoiding making my, I have like a, oh, I meant to actually go to Starbucks today and grab a tea now that I think about it. But time. I make a really bomb tea that just like knocks everything out. And it's got some special ingredients in it. Mm-hmm. If anybody ever needs some tea, I need one. Yeah. I need my own tea. Yeah, you're going to have to go home and cook yourself up a little tea. Oh my tea. gosh. Uh, that's so weird that you guys all, uh picked up on that but apparently you really pay attention all right glad you guys pay attention we're a family here renee yeah we like we notice each it, other literally minutes before the show jamie's like are you getting a cold <laughs> i'm like yes i am and every uh well it's just it's par Tis for the, the course season. because every woman in my life and i guess you're a woman in my life now Yay, uh has it. been sick over the last like two or three weeks and i'm just like neo in the matrix dodging <laughs> you're like not getting yeah, a cold today, today. Stay oh, away. Oh, evil oh, so stay yes. away germ makes sense meanwhile i was like yeah. i told jane i'm gonna rudy go bear his microphone <laughs> <laughs> tyler just hey, don't we just don't dream on me oh well i get suspended indefinitely that dude's gonna be facing that he needs to see a therapist a 25 game suspension he needs some something. counseling i've been saying this and i need people psycho. to start check first of all people need to check in on his wife and kids because i don't know if they're married or not but i'm just gonna say wife but if he's doing that on the basketball court and just reacting, that stuff doesn't just I always say this. Like when when athletes have that like anger management issue, that doesn't just start in a game. He's done that somewhere else. Like might not have been physical, but check on his loved ones because the way he's snapping on smacking yeah. people, like that's he's, that he's got some issues. It's insane. Yeah, that's how you are with the germs. You're Draymond greening them. You're like, pop, choke hold, get out of here. <laughs> um, all right. Anyways, there was the there was the the rabbit hole right there. We are 30 seconds what in we, and already you want to talk about Giannis being a weirdo last night? Oh my god. Jamie, you're the still NBA's off the getting weird, Renee. <laughs> I actually don't blame Giannis though. Now, I Here's think it was a little I excessive Just that he was sprinting around send to get the ball. security to go get the ball. Yeah, like, like you don't need to act like a sprinting spaz. around like he just lost his child. Yeah, like come on. And, and you stat padded like those last so 12 points. Apparently the Pacers have this thing they do like first points first for every points, you get the ball. First of all, you lost, so 
Don't know that you need the, the ball for a game that you lost, even if it's your first points. But Giannis had a career high, a, a, a franchise high. He wanted the ball. He deserved it more than first points. I don't disagree, but don't act like a, a psychopath. I mean, he's it, it's, it's uncharted territory. He's never you been just in grab the team before. security guy and you go, hey, go get that effing ball, I or there's going to be a problem. Yeah, you don't need to run around like a chicken with your head cut off. I guess, I guess. I don't know. You know what? We we went left already, and again, we're it's twelve oh five. Jamie, we have a lot to get to, and here we are. We're already talking about all types of stuff. Will, yep. Will is asking how we'd get you off the rails. It's happened, guys. It's happened. So, okay, let's start with the most. I guess we can call this exciting news because it's kind of it's not it's not fully as exciting as it should be. But John Heyman's been very actively, shout out to John Heyman for just all over the place, making, you know, appearances and doing live hits and, of course, his own content and shows. And so he was talking a lot, um, even as soon as this morning, about Yamamoto's teams that he's in on. So Yamamoto allegedly has seven teams that are fully in his top list, so to speak. One of those seven teams are the Phillies. The other teams the Dodgers, the Giants, the Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays. Now, we've heard various reports. AKA, um, no broke boys allowed. <laughs> we've heard multiple reports. Now, Bob Nightingale said the Yankees are the favorites to land Yamamoto. And uh, then on top of that, John Heyman was saying that the Yankees and Dodgers are co-favorites to land Yamamoto. And then uh, we also heard from Dan Clark uh, that Yamamoto was – allegedly impressed by the Dodgers presentation, including the support staff and attendance and the rock star group that was in attendance for Yamamoto's meeting. Can you imagine you walk into a room now? Yamamoto is not as impressed as we are because these are his friends. These are his everyday people. But Yamamoto had the opportunity to meet with not only the Dodgers, but also in a, the big three. He had Mookie Betts. He had Shoei Otani. He had yeah. Freddie Freeman all there in attendance as well. I mean, I know this tweet went out about Yamamoto's meeting, and it kind of had me like, oh, the Dodgers are not playing around, Jamie. Um, if Bree can flash that tweet up for us, because when I saw this tweet, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Dodgers are absolutely a favorite if this is how you're coming into meetings. And Talking Baseball tweeted this out as, as well as a number of different uh, outlets. But what I liked about what Talking Baseball did is they put a picture to it. So now I got to envision, okay, all four of these superstars are sitting in the room together. Uh, obviously, with the co-favorites being the Dodgers and the Yankees, Yamamoto's got either the big trio of the Yankees and joining someone like Aaron Judge and Juan Soto or the big trio of the Dodgers. So he's not going to be as impressed as we are. But it just shows Teams are not holding back on giving Yamamoto the full song and dance. So with the Phillies being in the mix, to me, that's like a 3% chance. Yeah, I don't want to be a wet blanket <laughs> on this because it's always nice to be mentioned with the uh, prom queen. Uh, and Yamamoto is now the prom queen remaining. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine that Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman is cool for Yamamoto. But when Otani walks out, I think that's you like... Think Otani was the... Yeah, the I mean, line the reports have been that he wants to play with another Japanese player, which makes a lot of sense because not only the communication in the clubhouse aspect, but the media, yeah. like it's just you have a more familiar uh, surrounding of you. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, and it's Otani. Like, I, I don't think the same pressure would be on him as if he went to New York yeah. Uh, or a Philadelphia, which I put at 0.007% chance. <laughs> but hey, it's a chance, it's more than right? Zero, it's better than zero. Uh, I would imagine when Otani walks out, that kind of sealed the deal. Like I used to think the Yankees were the favorite. 
Uh, and Justin Pieri, who's joining us at 1230, does uh, follow the Yankees. So we'll, we'll talk to him about that. I did think it was going to mm -hmm. be New York for whatever reason. But I feel like once you get to L.A., you're living there, you see the weather, you see the good vibes. And then Otani walks out as your potential teammate. They're going <laughs> like, I mean, Japan is going to be all, all Dodgers fans. Like, it's a pretty cool thing if you're Yamamoto considering what team you want to go to. Oh, Yamamoto and Otani, the two best Japanese exports okay. on one team, geologically close to Japan as could be. Like, it's kind of just a home run, isn't it? And I hate this because the Dodgers are becoming something that the New York Yankees never were. Yeah. They're becoming truly evil. Yeah. And I hate them. Yeah. Well, okay. And if they get Tyler Glasnow on top of it. Well, that's the other thing that so, reports have said oh that God. despite the fact that they are all in on Yamamoto, Bob Nightingale actually put this out. Uh, even if they acquire Tyler Glasnow, they're still trying to bring in Yamamoto. They're trying to bring in both of them. Yeah, because Yamamoto they're paying and Tyler Glasnow. Fucking Otani $2 because million. Because Otani's deferred contract allows them to literally shop until they drop. They're, they're shopping on Monopoly money on layaway. It's like a double whammy. They've got all the money to begin with. And then on top of that, they put Otani on layaway. And now they have the ability to basically still shop because they didn't spend a dime. $2 million a year. Mm, so and, for and them, I heard Dan Clark was mentioning possibly a 10 plus year contract. Of course, we know who was at the meeting. Now, I think for perspective, okay. Would Yamamoto rather go play with Otani? People were saying he'd be like, quote unquote, in his shadow. And yeah, they do isn't like that nice? air quotes. You're getting $300 million like, and the pressure's not on you? Isn't that like the I ideal know. situation? Like you're, I don't think it's a problem to be in his shadow when you're 25 years old. And he probably has looked, I know him and Otani have played together before and they're friends. And I saw them golfing and out like having dinner or whatever so they're cool they're probably like brothers you know that makes it even worse though that's yeah what makes it worse. that makes me think like he's not the gonna deal. look at this as like it's not competition this, it's, it's not competition this is not a Kyrie lebron situation this is i want to link up and be the the batman b to your batman x i wouldn't even call him a robin yeah versus the yankees who you also go now this time of year it's freezing you're in new york New York is, I think, disgusting. I'm not a fan of... I rat wouldn't want to live in New York. Yeah, it's dirty rat city. Rat, <laughs> rat city. <laughs> I wouldn't want to live in New York. I, I have worked there. I don't mind working there. Get in, get out. But you go to New York, although he didn't actually... It's not LA. It's not LA is what I was trying to get Every at. time I go to and LA, this time I go, of the why year, don't I live Just like here? every time of the year, it's beautiful on the West yeah, Coast. Yeah, it so really there's, is. So for perspective, like if he was... Some athletes, unfortunately, care more about their own brand and they want to be the guy he's not going to be the guy on either of those teams fully but you wouldn't have to i don't think you care about being in a shadow playing with otani yeah i would imagine uh, it's very appealing to there's him there's no shadow and, there and otani has some crazy jersey sales and opt-outs in his contract we'll get to but oh my god you yeah. know and dave dewer in the chat and shout out to everybody here in the chat I don't know who's giving us a thumbs down. That hurts my feelings, but everybody wow, else. Oh, one thumb down? Yeah, jeez. I don't know. Maybe they're a big Giannis fan or Maybe Draymond fan. Maybe it's because I fan. sound sick today, guys. I'm um, sorry. It's me. But, yeah. <laughs> me. I mean, like, the weather out there is awesome. Driving you, sucks, though. That's a good point. But that driving does also suck. sucks. But they're building gondolas. And, and most of the people that live in L.A. have helicopters and stuff. They're just flying above the traffic. Well, he's apparently Welcome, Omar, by the way. I see we got uh, some other Cubs faces. Fan. Matt Deckert hasn't been here in and as well, yeah, if you're rich, L.A. is amazing. 
if you're rich, it's amazing. And he's gonna be rich. And they're talking ten plus years and three hundred plus million dollars. Like L.A. rich versus New York rich is totally different. If you're rich, rich, and you had to choose, you're living in L.A. You can get you can get an actual mansion versus living in like a penthouse in New York where you might have rats as as neighbors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike Trout has like a cliffside mansion in in Orange County. Like you could even be yeah, Calabasas, like whatever, wherever you want to go. You can be shopping on Rodeo. Oh my gosh, where do I sign? But Dave Dewar said, "How often do these super teams actually win?" Well, like the Yankees of the early uh, the early portion of this decade. Decade, I think, realized like you can't always put together a team just through money. And Dave Dombrowski kind of talked about this, like, what was it, a week or two ago, where he said, like, yeah, you about do. About a week ago. Yeah, it was. Is that a. What? <laughs> you don't know that song. No. What song is that? Brady, you know that song. About a week ago. Dun, dun. Nope. Don't know that one. But Dave Dombrowski <laughs> said, like, yeah. Fatty Wop. Who? Fatty Wop. The guy oh, with the I know eye. Fatty Wop. Yeah. Me and, me and Fetty Whopper. Yeah, the fake eye. Um, Dombrowski said it. Like, you, you need those young, cheap, homegrown players to offset. You know, the Phillies mm. have eight players making over $20 million. You can't, you only, you have a limit there. So how often do they win? Not as often as people probably say they do. But when you're talking about the best three combination player uh, or player combination in Major League history, and potentially adding a Glasnow, a Yamamoto, and an Otani as a pitcher next year. Like, you're setting yourself up pretty damn well. And then they have homegrown players in the bullpen that are doing really well for them. They have a couple other nice pieces in the lineup. Like, yeah, it's not a guarantee that they're going to win, but it sure as hell makes them pretty scary. Listen, I said this before. uh, I'm I'm never a big fan of super teams. You know, I do feel like... um, you know, and, and Lou Ar- Ar- Amadi, welcome in. You're saying in the chat, a lot of super teams don't pay attention to the edges of the roster and are too, too heavy. And you see that a lot of times. Basketball is a great example. You look at teams like the Suns, the Nets, that had over the past couple years, uh, not Nets today, pre-Nets. The you Suns know, James are, Harden. last year were a great example. They yeah, had three but really you had no bench. Nothing. You have no depth. And when your superstars now aren't playing a game, you got nothing. The Clippers thought they were going to have a superstar team when you bring in James Harden and that makes but it doesn't, it doesn't always equate, and it rarely does equate to championships. But baseball is a different sport. I, I was saying this, what was it, two days ago? Baseball, I feel like, is the one sport where you truly can have a super team, and it actually will pan out because of the way that you have the ability to, to manage those guys. Like, yes, there's just one ball in basketball and football and soccer. So at a, in a stretch, you have to have the chemistry, the depth. Like, some of the, those other pieces – play a factor but smashing balls out of the ballpark does not yeah. require any sort of chemistry in that sense to step up to the plate or to just be a, a rock star pitcher so i will say this is the one group that makes me nervous that they actually can be a super team that does equate to championships um yeah. because it's 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 wild to think about the dodgers who were already a top it's team in the terrifying. league adding in and not being done again we're still talking about rumors of Tyler Glass now. In fact, the the deal allegedly is nearly done for the trade uh, to be able to bring it in Tyler like Glass now. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like the Rays and Dodgers are locking in. I know uh, a report came out on MLB.com yesterday that they're working on that deal to send Glass now and veteran outfielder Manuel Margot to Los Angeles. Uh, the Dodgers would send Ryan Pepio and Johnny DeLuca. And so with all this that we're talking about with Yamamoto, the Dodgers are still actively looking to bring in more. 
And that's what makes this even worse. They're adding around the edges. Your edges are, you're, I don't know, I'm not going to even call Glass now an edges guy. No, but that's he's, your, not, he's not an edge move. But like, you're bringing in even more strong pitchers, outfielders. Yeah, and it's $25 million that Glass now is making next year. And then whatever you're giving Yamamoto, potentially. Mm. Um, you know, I think if Mr. Classic in the chat says, do the Phillies actually have the money to sign Yamamoto? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They have the money to sign anybody they want. It's just yeah. how do far into to? the tax do they want to go? Are they willing to go? I think they're third in Major League Baseball right now in terms of uh, expected payroll for next year. So they mm-hmm. are one of the upper echelon spending teams with those eight players making $20 million. Yeah. But it's a salary capless sport. And, you know, if the Dodgers were in the American League, I would – Go. Oh, all right. We'll see them in the World Series if they get there. That'll be a problem to deal with then. They're in the National League. And the chances are the Braves are going to be really, really good. The Dodgers are going to be really, really good. Um, home field advantage is likely to find their way to one of those two teams. Mm. Now, hopefully the Phillies, you know, have a full year of Bryce Harper. Trey Turner does yeah, a slump. Boehm and Stott and all those those edge pieces that are coming up and becoming main pieces have better years and maybe you can, you know, have that shot at home field advantage. But yeah, I mean, the national league is most likely going through Truist park or Chavez ravine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's it definitely sucks. a lot. I know. I think it was, it was it cliff Lee in the chat that I saw Now, Uh, can you scroll up real quick Bree, for whose last name is Lee uh, CJ Lee. I uh, was talking what a lot about CJ Lee. Welcome in, welcome in, CJ. Was asking some good questions about if the Phillies aren't able to get Yamamoto, uh, you know, who else do you get? I don't think they're going after the other Japanese pitcher. I know Shota Imanaga, um, who's a left-handed. He's has a ERA of two six six, and his pitching with the Yokohama Bay Stars. He's attracted a lot of attention from teams. I have not seen the Phillies mentioned with him. Unfortunately, not only have the Phillies been a team we haven't seen mentioned with him, John Morosi has had reports that allegedly he also has interest from the Dodgers. The Dodgers are just looking to bring everybody in. Yeah. So apparently uh, the Dodgers are among a handful of teams that are showing interest in bringing in Shota Imanaga this offseason. And that's what John Morosi has reported. So the Phillies have even, from anything I've seen, haven't had any reports that have leaked them being someone interested in them. So I, was, I know he mentioned Blake Snell as someone that the Phillies would go after. I, You know what? I just get nervous, to be honest, Jamie. I know Dave Dombrowski is saying all the right things, that he feels like this, this club has the ability to run it back with the same roster, and everyone's just going to be better, essentially, next year. Get a full year, as we mentioned, of Harper. Everyone's going to be better. They're going to have another year under their belt. They're going to be hungry after falling short the last two years. Is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. Baseball's and like, right weird. now... It's hard to say because obviously these other teams look flashy. And I think sometimes, myself included, we get caught up in like the flashy deals and the exciting matchups. You're looking at top trios across the league and everything. And it's like, wow, do the Phillies have enough? But it's such a long season and we've got a long time to go before we know an answer to that. But it does make me a little nervous because the Phillies are focusing on building off of last year's group, the youth being quote unquote cheaper on the market. And with other teams willing to spend, spend, spend. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Is there's it not much. I think the only reason they're quote unquote in on Yamamoto is his age because he's 25. I think, yeah. you know, the reason they're not in on some of these other people you mentioned um, is probably because of the age. You know, Yamamoto is so rare that he's 25 and you could potentially get the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. 
But do the Phillies really want to go another 10? If the Dodgers are offering 10 Oof. plus years, so Man. let's say they're offering 11 or 12 years at 300 and I don't know, 15 million or something. Mm. And he's got 31 million a year and he gets to play in a great weather state with, uh, you know, baseball Jesus. Like, I, I just, I think, you know, my theory on this, I think this is one, the Phillies know they have no shot on, <laughs> but they have money. Uh, they're not a broke boy. So they're going to be at the table. They're going to make their presentation that Bryce Harper narrates and they're going to put on a good front uh, because they know like there's, this is a win-win. Yeah, I know. It's a great PR move because you show the fans like, hey, we were in. We were at the table with them. Yeah, that's a good point. But you, if you know you're not going to get them, then it's just a PR It's like um, I know in the chat people were saying the different, you know, who should the Phillies have involved in meetings with Yamamoto to try to sway him this way. And it's like, They've ah. had two Japanese players ever. Right. And that's, and, and that's so what I like, where are and they? Tad, can can uh, they be brought uh, in the uh, meeting? But are they going to have the same weight as Shoei Otani? <laughs> Probably not. And they were here for one year each. Yeah. So and they I don't, don't think they're really going to have... be the best ambassadors to speak no. on the Phillies. The Yankees have Tanaka have... and the Yankees hat going out there and doing a pitch. And that means a lot to those guys. It does. Um, it does. So Otani, unfortunately, is the trump card to everyone. But I do think it is a PR move if you are able to now say, look, we tried. Yeah, We went after Yamamoto, especially if Yamamoto pans out the way he's projected to, that, hey, we tried to to go over on Yamamoto. We were one of seven teams in the mix. We had Bryce Harper reporting. We're sprinkling out some reports that were in the mix, knowing good and well uh, for the Phillies. They're not paying that money. And they're not. And and they've like Dave has already mentioned on several different occasions and reiterated the same thing that, we're fine with who we've got. We're not going after any of the superstars, not getting caught up in that. So I'm not expecting that to change. I still um, want an outfielder added and another I bullpen. I would love an outfielder. would love um, an outfielder. But if I had some of that, you know, Yamamoto on. money to spend, Renee, I would probably take it to Wheelhouse Cards, especially in the holiday season because Wheelhouse Cards has got you covered with two great locations in Wayne and Westchester. They're our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. Their motto is cards and community because a love of sports unites us all. Even you, Yamamoto, come spend your money at, at Wheelhouse. They carry all of your favorite card brands like Top Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. All the gear for the sports fan in your life, including from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 Brand, Junk Food, Starter, and of course, Shy Vintage Sports. And if you're looking to have your sports card collection graded, well, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host a ton of different family-friendly events and birthday parties every single month. So stop into either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. Open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY. Just tell them we sent you there. You'll get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. And being that it is the holiday season, Renee, everybody loves tickets to their favorite events. My wife had a chance to spend $175 to go see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. We decided that was too rich for our blood. Oh, she's but, not going. No, she's not going. Wow. That was her decision. I okay. said, you you make the call, do what you want. But she was just like, no, that's, that's just the Philly way. We don't spend money to go do she things. She was like, that's like- just a little too much. <laughs> if it was 125, sure. But game time, make sure you download the app because you can get flash deals right up to the day of your event. And if you use code PHLY, you can get $20 off your first purchase. So that $175 ticket, 
becomes a $155 ticket. Maybe, you know, maybe it becomes a different story for you there. Uh, so buying a ticket shouldn't be stressful. Uh, so download the Game Time app. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets. You can find and buy tickets, image of your seat views before you purchase them, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Game Time has your back. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email because that's the worst. Uh, buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just two taps, and you're set. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off. Terms apply. Again, just create an account, redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. Well, um, I see the chat is booming. Make sure you guys, again, are hitting that thumbs up button. So whoever gave us a thumbs down. You have, stink. I, I was going to say, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. You do stink. Um, but Literally, either way. <laughs> smelly butt, as my daughter would say. <laughs> Such a kid. Kids. Um, they, they roast the you pretty good. The way they roast yeah. you is really funny, actually. Yeah. It's really hilarious. But I will say also an exciting thing that we have coming up next week, uh, just Today's Thursday, so it'll be before here before we know it, is next Tuesday. You guys have the opportunity to join us live as all of our PHLY sports shows, uh, minus the union show, will actually be live recording our shows from Reading Terminal Market. And so you can join us. It's Tuesday the 19th uh, that we'll be down at Reading Terminal Market, and you'll have the opportunity to watch us live. We'll be getting some great food. We'll be having a chance to interact with you guys. Um, you guys can meet us and, and eat with us and join us in some lunch and things like that. And so our show will be uh, getting the day started over at Reading Terminal Market. And then we'll have our Eagles, Flyers, Sixers shows as well. So uh, stay tuned as we'll be continuing to share that information on Twitter and across uh, all of our social media platforms as well to keep you in the loop on what's going on. At Reading Terminal Market. Yeah, it should be a blast. I love Reading Terminal Market mm -hmm. uh, deeply and passionately, and I'll be having many pints at Molly Malloy's that day. You can count yeah. on that. And uh, I know Eugene Krabs, the union show, it's not for that reason, but it's no disrespect to our union show. Uh, we uh, had to make sure mm, that we can cutlets. a lot. You know, we do have to be, we have to, we can't just be there all day. We already have four shows. You know, it's a lot of time that we'll be Watch there. Watch me. <laughs> I'll be there all day. <laughs> you'll be there all day all day as a customer not as like yeah for our shows to be there all day mm -hmm. uh they said you're a hundred oysters it's a lot of oysters That's but a i can, lot give, it, I can give it a go oh lord if you guys want to join jamie for an oyster eating contest uh, you can do that as well down at reading terminal market good luck please don't vomit all right well we've talked a lot about uh yamamoto and the phillies um but also with Yamamoto, of course, he's also in the mix for a team like the Yankees, who are co-favorites. So I feel like it's only fitting that our guest for today is someone that can speak on behalf of what it's like to live up in New York and be a Yankees fan and follow the Yankees. We've got Justin Perry going to be joining us here from New York. Justin Perry, who works as a content lead at Shot Quality Bets, uh, also works with Pitcher List as a fantasy baseball writer. Justin has a phenomenal job with all the work that he does across uh, baseball coverage and uh, probably can give us a little bit more insight on what it's like up in New York right now, especially around the excitement of possibly landing Yamamoto and then the excitement of Juan Soto. So Justin Perry, uh, let's welcome you on in, buddy, as we have a chance to have you join us. Nice to have you here on PHOI Phillies podcast, Justin. Oh, you are muted still, Justin. <laughs> I 
I'm like, that's so okay. embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. I'm like you said, I'm a New Yorker, but actually my little sister lives down in Philly. So I have a lot of appreciation for the city come down a lot. Excited to chat, maybe a little baseball. And yeah, I do a lot of college basketball as well. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Listen, we are all still, even despite the pandemic putting us, us in such a virtual world, I feel like we all still had the issue of forgetting to unmute at times. It happens to the best of us. Um, uh, well, one of the politicians forgot to mute himself when going to the bathroom the other day. Did you see that? No. It was like the naked oh. gun. You could hear him at the <laughs> urinal. He forgot Making to mute himself better. going to the bathroom. He left the floor. So at least you didn't do that, Justin. I was say, you know, I think <laughs> I think it could be worse. It yeah, could definitely be worse. Absolutely. You know, there, I always I always get nervous about that when I'm virtual. That like I'm actually going to turn the camera on or unmute mm-hmm. at the wrong time because you just you just never know. You just never know. All right, I know we're working on uh, getting your volume turned up for those in the chat that maybe are feeling like you can uh, you can't hear them as well. But listen. Justin, we've been talking about Yamamoto on the show because, of course, reports have come out that Yamamoto has seven teams that are still in the mix for Yamamoto. Excitedly here in Philly, the Phillies were included, but the Dodgers are co-favorites to none other than the Yankees. Uh, Curious to know your thoughts on the Yankees' chances of being able to land Yamamoto. Well, uh, I tried to turn up my mic volume, so hopefully that's a little better for people. Yeah, now you sound Uh, great. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so look, being a Yankee fan, landing Juan Soto, now being in the mix for Yamamoto, it definitely feels like, you know, maybe they're actually going to start spending some of Hal's money up here in New York. Really excited about it. I think they have a really great pitch. I was listening to what you guys were saying, people coming into meetings, being a big part of it. Uh, The culture here in New York has definitely been very accepting of Japanese baseball stars. Of course, Hideki Matsui being like one of the first real ones here in this market to, you know, bring home a World Series and be so celebrated here in the city. I think he'll probably be a big part of our pitch as well. Tanaka had an awesome career. And I think, you know, who doesn't want to join the superstar trio with Judge Cole and now Juan Soto? So I think there's going to be a big push. The Yankees need pitching. We've seen it. It's what derailed them in past seasons. They couldn't even get out the gate with Montas. Nestor Cortez couldn't stay healthy. It's really what's plagued them down, injuries. So the more depth that we can get here in the Yankees uh, dugout, the better. Yeah, so uh, Justin, I'm curious. Uh, you know, I have a couple of friends that are diehard Mets and Yankees friends from college, and they're always going back and forth. And obviously Steve Cohen, when he takes over the Mets, kind of elevates them to a a more near Yankees expenditure level. Uh, are they viewed uh, crosstown rivals as now like, you know, a team that's going to compete with every free agent or are they still the Mets? <laughs> well, you know, I think they're definitely competitors in the market now and, and they've like had more success recently. So I'm not going to sit here and, and blow smoke. The Yankees have a lot to still work on and they need to get past like first, second round in the playoffs before we can, you know, start reclaiming uh, some crown and start putting some more rings on that count. I feel like people have been saying 27 for my whole life. It kind of loses its shine. Right. Um, but yeah, I think this is a really strong Mets team. The spending has been really aggressive. I think the moves letting, you know, DeGrom and Scherzer both go at the trade deadline is, is very interesting and, and shows that they understand like what win now needs to be. They cut their losses. Uh, they're going to be right back in it this season. I think they, you know, are showing they have no problem having one of the highest spend payrolls in the big leagues and Cohen's probably been a big part of what's pushed you know the Dodgers to make this very you know eye-opening deal with the deferral and the Yankees spending big hopefully to retain Juan Soto they're gonna have to or what is this move really about
out. I think it's it's going to be an interesting market. Prices are just going up, and teams are going to need to be very aggressive to compete with what you know the Dodgers are doing, what the Braves have for almost nothing. The way the Rays can bring in a team with uh, no money, it's uh, it's crazy. And the and the Orioles set up too. So there's a lot of strong teams building really good cores. You're going to have to be aggressive to sort of keep up with the homegrown talent in some of these places. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we were talking about the other day about the top trios. Actually, it was yesterday, but that feels like it was so long ago. Top trios across Major League Baseball right now, and it's it's wild and exciting to see the names that are, you know, leading each club. Uh, for the Yankees specifically, now with acquiring Juan Soto and having him alongside guys like Judge and Torres. Um, Juan Soto, huge acquisition for the Yankees. But as you alluded to, uh, Juan Soto, when being asked about the future with the Yankees, kind of was tiptoeing around past the one-year deal of an extension and remaining with the Yankees. Uh, I'm going to first, before we even get to that part, I'm curious to know your thoughts and just the excitement after, you know, officially bringing in Juan Soto. But then maybe has that excitement teetered off a bit, hearing his comments around the one year and the way he kind of like tiptoed around the future with New York? Uh, I think that's pretty normal. I, I don't think he's going to be the type who's going to comment on it. He'll come in and go to work. I, this is a, a big season for him. I don't think, you know, the excitement has teetered. We're super excited to have like one of the most competitive lineups in the big leagues, just, you know, on the backs of guys like judge and Soto, you should hopefully get to like 80 combined home runs. That would be really nice. Uh, I think there's a pretty safe floor, 35, 45 from one or the other should come in. Hopefully Rizzo can get healthy. There's a lot of excitement. I've actually bumped into Anthony Rizzo on my block a few times. So <laughs> big fan of him. Uh, he lives in the, in the neighborhood. I live on the Are Upper East Side. <laughs> yeah, basically neighbors. Uh, he wears his like Dolphins hoodie around the bright uh, neon colors. He's he's unmissable. But uh, no, I think this is going to be a really exciting season. I think there's a lot of excitement. People just want to see these guys hit and rake. Obviously, losing Aaron Judge last year to the fence at Dodger Stadium was not very fun. There's a lot of, I guess, uh, you know, I think people really had a lot of expectations. They were leaders in the market to be like preseason favorites to make the World Series. And they'll, they'll be up there again. Of course, there's a little little bit more competition now, but there's a lot of reason to believe that if if we can get those elite ratios from Juan Soto, put them next to Judge, you know, hopefully not everybody's made a glass this season. The the Yankees will be a dangerous team if they're healthy come, you know, for October. So Justin, I'm curious your thoughts on this because you're a Yankees fan. We're Phillies fans. We are major market clubs with big money to spend. Uh, the, the Otani deal and the way it was kind of deferred uh -huh. is only something that big market clubs with big market TV deals can pull off. Uh, it's kind of a loophole in the competitive balance tax a little bit, even though they're counted against the tax, they still defer all the payments. Uh, is this a problem for major league baseball where they're only going to have, you know, basically six to eight teams more or less every year with a crack at it. Obviously you have your Rays and Orioles that are developing, uh, players at an excellent rate, but like, can they actually get it done? Or do you believe that major league baseball is now pretty much just a, a six to eight market club kind of thing? You know, I mean, it, it's probably always going to feel that way in terms of spending. The deferrals have been around for a long time. Players get paid well after they're done playing a lot. It's just not very often that we hear about it happening when they sign Otani, I think is the most unique part about this because he has this, you know, he's, he's the face of, of the game in, in multiple countries. Right. So mm -hmm. he has massive endorsements that not other, no other player can really yeah, dream of right mil. now. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, so he's essentially going to make his salary on endorsements. He can defer it. He can, you know, set himself up for, you know, maybe maneuvering taxes and getting more out of that 60 something million dollars a year later in his life. And, and you know, it's it's something that I think he specifically is able to do. Uh, you know, we don't see the other players in baseball doing it. You don't see Acuna taking this. I mean, maybe later in his career, they restructure. You'll see that potentially as these numbers start to rise later in these guys' contracts when they sign big deals. Uh, you could see them continue to defer and we hear about that, but it's a little more swept under the rug. So I don't think this is really too much of an alarm. I think it's just more uh, out there than what we're used to. So I think it's the same playing field. I wouldn't be shocked to see, you know, Aaron Judge money get deferred down the road. I would expect the Yankees to do that if they want to remain competitive in, in years six, seven, eight. Like, you know, there's a lot of money. So uh, it, it's pretty normal. I think that we'll see the same big teams continue to spend the same teams sort of stay on the low end, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, we've seen small teams upset some really hot big teams out the gate. The Braves, you know, were expected to win the whole thing. Everyone was talking about it. Myself they just included. can't get past the Phillies. It's a problem. For right. Them. I know. So like, you know, it's not always about like necessarily the best roster. It's everything coming together at sure. once. And, you know, championships are just as much about performing at your peak as well as like getting lucky and hoping that your opponent is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, that's a great point. That's a great point. That's why I'm not always in and sold on superstar teams and super teams that just, you know, bring in all the, the big name players and expect they're going to automatically win a title. Uh, with that, Shoei Otani, as we are talking about, uh, continues breaking some records. Fanatics uh, did release that he became the uh, most or had the new record for breaking jersey sales in the first 48 hours, passing Messi's sales when he joined Inter-Miami. Um, and so Shoei Otani, ahead of getting his official introduction with a press conference, it's going to happen later today at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. on the West Coast, where they're going to officially introduce him at Dodger Stadium. Already has jersey sales through the roof, which is why you're able to get those endorsements, why he's able to have, you know, the ability to defer his contract. And with that, the Dodgers now, as we were talking about earlier, still actively pursuing not only Yamamoto, but someone like Tyler Glass now. They've been rumored to, you know, have a deal that's possibly close to being signed to bring in Glass now and Margot. As we talk about super teams, are the Dodgers really going to be a super team and pull this off? Do you think that we're going to see them, if if not Yamamoto to the Yankees, do you think we're going to see the Dodgers land Yamamoto and others and become a true super team in that sense? I, I don't really know. I think they're going to do something crazy. And, and of course, Randy Rosarena rumored to be potentially a part of that deal. Of course, no final details, but very crazy to think about building a team with those names we're talking about on top of, you know, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, they're going to get Walker Bueller back, Tony Gonsolin, like these guys, they have so much talent. So uh, again, injuries have sort of been the name of the game in baseball, who can be healthy, who can get hot. And I think the Dodgers will continue to stack talent to try to make sure that they're in a good place. I mean, they, they didn't have essentially their ace in Bueller who, who missed most of the, if not all of the season, I think. Right. So they're, they're hoping he's fully ready to go leading the staff with, you know, Otani not pitching this year. He'll be back on the mound hopefully next season, uh, but he'll just be DHing. So there's going to be very interesting to see how the Dodgers handle all this. Of course, not playing the field is a super unique uh, challenge. And you also already have guys who are, you know, a little bit on the older side needing rest. It's going to be super interesting to see how they pull this roster construction off. I would expect a good amount of like, you know, rest days and, and rotations. It's going to be fun. I think, I think there's still going to be that super team. They'll make a signing. They'll be insane. The win total is sitting at like 102 103, which means there's a very realistic chance they very 
quickly can get past like 95 wins before you know it, uh, they can be, they're going to be dominant. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, uh, even as a Phillies fan, I'm kind of dying to check them out when when they're on national TV every time, because it is good for the sport as much as we hate super teams. Uh, it does put eyeballs on the TV sets, and that uh-huh. all, that's all Rob Manfred and company care about. Now, I think Major League Baseball, Justin, last one for me, I think they did something really cool yesterday in announcing the spring breakout game, yeah. uh, which is coming up in March, which is going to put the club's top prospects on, on a bigger stage and kind of spring training there. Um, and I think it's something that Major League Baseball has been a little slow to come around to. Uh, to get you know your everyday fan invested more in, in prospects around the league and grow these names and faces. Uh, what are your thoughts on the spring breakout game that was announced yesterday? I love it. Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, you know my my new favorite. I've been like a fantasy baseball guy since I was in middle school. It's yeah. like the first way I got into like sports gaming. It's paved the way for me to become like an analyst. So baseball was always like my first love and and fantasy at its core so i do a lot of dynasty now that i've been around sure. it for like you know t- 15 years and so focusing in on these on these players understanding the guys coming up i think there's so much uh you know anticipation in like certain fandoms team to team like you know the baltimore orioles have been sitting here waiting for this hot pot of rookies to kind of come up and and now you're seeing them here and i do think baseball has a really good chance to you know highlight these future stars early on and start to build excitement around them you know the rays have junior caminero coming up now there's like a lot of big names that have you know come up to the big leagues and tried it out and lose grayson rodriguez and you know fat for the Diamondbacks was a huge part of their run. I want to uh, see you know, Jackson Holiday play. Yeah, mm-hmm. Holiday's on his way up. I mean, there are so many incredible names uh, bubbling up in the minors that I think it's so it's it's fun just to track them and see what they're doing and get excited about when they're going to get the call and you know rosters start to open. It's it's a it's a big part of the game and I think they can make <clears> a, a good show out of it. We've seen like you know G League unite for the NBA, mm-hmm. for example, like that type yeah. of stuff is is honestly pretty popular and gives you know more shine to these players and i think will continue to pave the way for them to get compensated better it's been something that the mlb has drastically needed to continue to work on and they've made some steps but putting them in the spotlight letting them you know drive some revenue i think is going to be good for everybody yeah yeah it definitely is it's great for baseball i mean not only are we having the opportunity to talk about you know, the Dodgers potentially forming a super team with bringing in if they I know Josh Hader, Tyler Glass now, Yamamoto, uh, Margo, all these different names we've been hearing that they're still actively pursuing. Then on the other side, in terms of the next generation and the youth to hear about this, you know, incredible opportunity for this four day event. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So we appreciate you, Justin, for taking time to join us from New York um, and being able to shine a light on the Yankees and just your thoughts on, around the league in general. It's been a pleasure having you here to be able to uh, join us here on PHY Phillies podcast. Thank you so much for having me guys. Literally, you know, having back anytime, I'll make sure my mic's on when I get on stage and I appreciate it. <laughs> Hope we have the a... bathroom with it still on. <laughs> <laughs> look, at least I can do again. Really appreciate the time. Really fun coming on and uh, look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Thanks for a lot, sure, Justin. For sure. We'll definitely have you back on Justin. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. You guys be sure to give Justin a follow. Justin does a great job. As he mentioned, he's been uh, heavily in the fantasy baseball world and fantasy I sports love world. Fantasy baseball. Yeah. For, as he mentioned, since middle school and he does a great job working with shot quality bets as a content lead, but also with pitcher list as a fantasy baseball writer, you can follow him at Justin Perry. P-E-R-R-I is how he spells Perry 8 on on Twitter. I really want to start a a fantasy baseball league for 
you know, the diehards here in the chat. And You've been pushing that. You're gonna yeah, make it it's going to happen. And have you ever done fantasy baseball? No. I think it's time, Renee. Because, like, part of the oh, fun, right. what he just talked about, I love the Dynasty Leagues. And, you know, like, I picked up Wander Franco for the, for the Rays, like, you know, the first time he was eligible. So part of the fun, especially if you're in a Dynasty or Keeper League, is, like, finding these kids, mm-hmm. staking your claim to them early and hoping you get them to, like, a three- to five-year deal or depending right. on what your league is. So, like, this, this spring breakout game that we were, you know, the final thing we talked about with him um, – is great because it, it puts all these kids and these top prospects uh, from baseball, like Jackson holiday, Matt son is the number one prospect in mm. baseball. And there's a good chance he's starting shortstop for the Orioles this year. And like, uh, you know, these kids, it's just good for the game to market their own players, which is something that major league baseball kind of struggled at for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so this is a really good step. I, I think the world baseball classic has been a really good yeah. step. Uh, obviously now with the recognition of these Japanese and Korean players coming over yeah. and getting paid, I think baseball's finally in the year 2023, like starting to figure all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, oh my gosh, I love it. And the other part of that was like the social media aspect forever. They shot down people sharing highlights and yeah. this and that. Yeah. And it was such a stodgy old man game that couldn't like advance into the future. You know, I think this spring breakout game is a step, towards kind of understanding mm-hmm. that we need to get younger and cooler and like more fun yeah uh, and i think this is a really good move for major league baseball i'm excited I'm, for it i'm a huge fan of it because i also think it's valuable to have for any sport to have different levels of opportunity and this is a great opportunity so for anybody that missed the official announcement that came out um i saw it a first on espn that it was dropped and then been seeing the different buzz around it so march 14th through the 17th of 2024 Uh, We're going to see a new showcase rolled out. So with the spring breakout, it's an opportunity for every organization's best prospect group to go up against another teams in a game that's part of a doubleheader. And they'll have, you know, regularly scheduled spring games as well. So you're also just filtering in an opportunity for teams to have a chance to participate in spring training games. And with their rosters, they have, you know, the best minor league players from each team are participating um, as well. So it's the chance to see prospects going up against each other. And so it brings top caliber players over the big league field and a chance to just see what they can do. I know they were talking a lot about how it's going to be a chance to showcase the future stars and give them a chance to, you know, elevate their, you know, their status and help with their journey to the major leagues. So it's a really cool idea and concept of just bringing in prospects and minor leaguers and giving them a chance to go up against uh, some some major league players and, and yeah. showcase what they can do. And I think it's a great opportunity that you can have that crossover. Also, it's great because they're going to have like an autograph session and do more fan stuff where yeah, now you get great. to integrate families and fans into it as well. And so I think this whole spring breakouts concept just will add something different where you can have just some fun around it, but also yeah. opportunity, which is so needed yeah. that you have these young guys that have a chance to say, have something to look forward to. This is my chance to show my stuff and show what I can do and participate in a chance uh, to play in, a, in someone of what will be a meaningful game for them. Yeah. And somebody, a uh, hypothetical man was wondering like, who are our breakout guys? You know, I would imagine that's Justin Crawford, Mick Abel mm-hmm. and Aiden Miller, maybe a Griff McGarry, um, you know, Orion kind of elevated there, but maybe a, a De La Cruz, yeah. Uh, maybe you send some of those guys out. I think Justin Crawford is going to be the position player that's uh, most coveted to be seen around baseball. And then Mick Abel, 
you know, January, we're going to do prospect month where mm -hmm. we're going to, you know, take the top 20 prospects and deep dive one a day. Um, but, you know, Justin Crawford is certainly their most exciting prospect. And a lot of people really love Aiden Miller. So I would think the two of them offensively and then Mick Gable. And you get to see him, you know, on a big stage in spring training. It's 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 cool. And, it uh, you know, I, I don't like to give Major League Baseball credit too much because I think they're their own worst enemy a lot of times. But uh, I, I think they've come a long way and they're finally starting to figure some things out. Definitely, definitely. Always a good opportunity to be able to give young players a chance. And <laughs> Dylan we've seen, Kobe, top prospect. We've seen how it's paid out in a big way and how it's helped. And, you know, hey, I'm all for adding something else to spice things up a little bit, especially during spring training and just to mix it up. Um, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great opportunity. We'll be keeping an eye on how the details unfold for that as we get closer to March. March will be here before we know it. Um, and you want to make sure that we're not forgetting about that. But you know what else you can do to help make sure you're not forgetting about important things in your life? You can use Rocket Money. Now, I actually use Rocket Money myself, Jamie. Bet you didn't know that. Rocket Money does a good job of being able to help you make sure you're not missing any subscriptions or any payments that you uh, are, are getting charged with regularly. So Rocket Money pulls Ooh. all of your financial picture in that sense of recurring payments and subscriptions and just allows you to see, okay, where is my money going? I need this. And so it's very helpful. <laughs> Honestly, I use Rocket Money myself. I highly recommend it. Um, and so Rocket Money also does a good job of canceling a subscription for you. Sometimes oh God, you get I locked into these subscriptions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I need help, Renee. All right. If you're like Jamie and you need help <laughs> and you have subscription, you're like, where, what is this $9.99 subscription $9. Hopefully it's not 999. That's concerning. Um, what is Hunter the subscription Biden. I have? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Get Hunter Biden out of our rocket money promo. Uh, if you have subscriptions and you're trying to figure out where is this $2 charge going or $10 charge, or how can I get it off of my finances? Well, rocket money will not only help you see it, but also help you remove it. So they're a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills to ching 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 and especially during the holiday season it's a great time to reevaluate i do this every once in a while just go in and look and see okay what am i spending my money on to make sure that i'm best allocating my funds and finances and rocket money has over 5 million users i am one of them and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year Damn. with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So personally, I can say thank you to Rocket Money. And hopefully you guys can also stop wasting money, Jamie and everybody else, on things that you don't use. You can cancel those unwanted subscriptions. So head over to rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y. That's rocketmoney.com slash P-H-L-Y to be able to get started today. Yeah, Sounds I think like you uh, could use some help yourself over there, Mr. Lynch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, uh, you know, it's signing up uh, an account to an automation is, is a scary game because it's easy to forget about these and things. And they'll even and give like, you like alerts not to continue promoting them. No, um, I mean, but they'll you're give an you active user. They help give you me. alerts like, hey, just found this subscription, you know, check it out type of a deal. Because sometimes you don't even realize, no. especially with kids. Like I know oh, my they niece and nephew hit buttons and, and for whatever reason, my phone uh, accepts like my niece and nephew's faces more than mine sometimes. So you just need a face ID to pay for things sometimes. And they'll mm. be sitting there clicking the button. And next thing I know they're paying for something on my phone. So it does help because it makes sure there's nothing slipping into the cracks that you're just getting charged. Yeah. For. And uh, you know, I'm yeah. a, uh, a cord cutter on the TV aspect and all the apps. <laughs> like you said, it's like, 
you know, it spirals quickly. So uh, I think I'll be signing up for Rocket Money any day now. <laughs> oh, no. John is saying somebody got in trouble with his wife for that. Um, okay. What well, now? that sounds like a great story. I know people in the chat were requesting we go off the rails and said too much baseball talk today. It's actually <laughs> hilarious because there are literally people that will be trolling us saying, you guys don't talk enough about baseball. So here we are, guys. We gave you Pitbull and Beyonce. We can't do that every day. Um, but I did want to run through a couple quick things because time is winding down and we start to get to our favorite part of the day, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Guess that ballpark. Mm -hmm. um, time is winding down. So we had some more updates. Now, apparently we're possibly going to see Cody Bellinger reunited uh, with the Cubs. There have yeah, been that's some what, uh, our reports. Was yeah. Casey Bubba? Yeah, because we've been coast to coast to coast. Yeah. We've been all over the place with our guests. I, I was actually surprised and to hear that because I thought Blue Jays are Giants, but then the Giants get who Lee, and, mm -hmm. and I guess that takes them out of that. Uh, Bellinger's fiance posted the the t Toronto skyscraper, mm -hmm. so I just thought that was like kind of done. Wow, Cubs would be interesting. According to some sources, uh, two potential suitors, the Yankees and Giants, have of course gone elsewhere with their um, looks. So it appears that you know after the, the Yankees specifically bringing in Juan Soto and Alex Verdugo, um, and then of course the Giants picked up Jung Hoo Lee, so they're no longer interested in Bellinger. That's what a report has been indicated by Mark Faison. Also, according to the Athletic, Sahadev. Sharma, um, Bellinger's asking price seems to be the issue. And I know we talked about it on the show weeks ago. Um, and that's been an issue that's been kind of delaying him getting signed somewhere and even is delaying the Cubs possibly re-signing him. So according to Sharma, he's saying that he feels like both sides are going to have to kind of renegotiate and figure out how they can make it financially work because Scott Boris, who is uh, Bellinger's agent and oh boy, yeah, blood in the water. Exactly. Um, is, is asking, they're asking for a lot. Uh, if yeah, it's he makes 160 me million to 180 million range, um, yeah. maybe that could be more feasible, but to pay more than 200 million for Cody Bellinger is probably not something that teams are looking for. And so, uh, although the blue Jays were a team that has been the biggest competition, it feels, it seems like according to reports as of yesterday by John Heyman, the Blue Jays and Cubs are the most likely, but the Cubs right now seem to be the favorite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I mean, and, and we'll see, you know, if they bring uh, Bellinger and Hoskins in, you know, there's there's two yeah. boppers in a lineup for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, the thought of paying Cody Bellinger like $170 million wow. is uh, a little bit too rich for my blood if I was a GM. Um, yeah. There's still a possibility, you know, that, that he hasn't figured it out. He had a great year last year. I'm not taking that away, but. Mm -hmm. He had two subpar to mediocre That's a years. lot of money you're asking for. Yeah, well, Definitely. that's why uh, kids become baseball players. Yeah, it, yeah. And then in some sadder news, I know we were going to talk about this a little bit yesterday, and then we ran out of time because we always do. Um, Ronnie, <laughs> Ronnie Mauricio, uh, promising Mets prospect, tore his ACL. Uh, as we were talking about the Mets earlier, the Mets continue to have uh, injuries, injuries, injuries. Number four prospect for, the, for them. And uh, tore his ACL in his right knee, of course, now starts the process for that recovery with surgery and everything. Um, and just some sad news. You know, he I'm, sounds like a baseball player, doesn't oh, he? Oh, for sure. For That's sure. A like sometimes I, I go name check. Marie, yeah. Yeah, he sounds Ronnie like a major Mauricio, league baseball. And, I mean, regardless of how you feel about a team, you never see a player get So he injured. won't be in the so spring break. Got here. hurt in the Dominican Winter League game and is going to be out Um you know, for, for the upcoming season. So then we also saw some other exciting news in the home run derby in the Venezuelan home run derby. That is, uh, I would love to see a baseball game <laughs> or like a home run in South America. Oh my God. The passion they have for like the, in the stadium. 
for these games and like they just go nuts sports man be different than ours yeah really we don't we don't do it any justice here but uh ronald acuna jr did his usual and winning and uh yasiel puig came in second for the second year in a row Acuna won the home run derby down in Venezuela. That was cool. That was cool to see. He's still out there like, hey, you know what? You guys are talking about Otani, but I'm still smashing balls out of the park over here. Yeah, baseball is cool. They just keep playing like even in the offseason. These guys <laughs> like barely, you know, I mean, like a lot of the major league superstars, but a lot of the the foreign players go home to where mm-hmm. it's warm and continue to play. Not enough, fun. apparently. Yeah, uh, it'd be pretty fun to go, go down there. Yeah, and then in what would have been his 100th birthday, Larry Doby was honored with the Congressional Gold Medal. That was exciting to see. His son, Larry Doby Jr., accepted it on his behalf. Good friend um, of Brian Baldinger yes. from the uh, NFL mm-hmm. show, Larry Doby Jr. And so is. down in D.C. at this, whoop, almost knocked this table over. Baldy was actually with ceremony. Larry from D.C. He was posting <laughs> pictures. Isn't that like, you would never guess, Brian Baldinger and Larry Doby Jr., like good <laughs> friends, but there they are. I don't know what's... <laughs> you uh, <laughs> is Baldy's the most are, fascinating no, man in the no, world. No, no, it's not even funny about Baldy. It's you. You remind me of like I have uncles that are like you, where I'm like casually just sharing about Larry yeah. Doby, and you're just rattling off. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> just random in the facts. Corner, <laughs> Larry Doby rattling Jr. off random facts. Like, let me get through this. <laughs> nah, Larry Doby Jr. And he's like Baldy. Oh yeah, Larry Doby Jr. You know his. My, I have a dog that had the middle name Do- Doby, and Doby's I know a good this name. person of. I like okay, the name Doby. Okay, all right, yeah, Doby, the guy from Harry Potter. So Larry Doby Jr. <laughs> accepted the medal oh, from Baldy. the Speaker of the House Mike Johnson in a ceremony at the U.S. Capitol in D.C. Uh, he was saying in a, it was a really good speech actually. You should go check it out on Twitter. And Larry, he was saying Larry Doby, my father, was 17 years old when he signed a $300 contract. Guys, we're now talking about. $700 million contracts. His dad signed a 300, just two zeros, $300 contract to play for the North Eagles of the Negro National League in 1942. How's that for perspective wow. of how much the game has grown? Larry Doby was one of the people that helped trailblaze um, and just helped make sure that for black athletes and black baseball players, they had a chance to play in, in the majors and $300. $300 and Larry Doby had a phenomenal career um, going on to win Bad a World three, Series. Over 300 in, 19- in both those first two years. There, <laughs> there you go. There it is. I got his baseball reference. To- <laughs> I'm, I'm deep diving his baseball reference. He page. won a 1948 World Series with Cleveland. He was a center fielder. He was dominant. He was someone that's name has been connected a lot to someone of like Jackie Robinson for how they've really pioneered baseball uh, because it really is incredible to, to think about how much the league has grown and not only diversity, but also financially, but also so many other things since Larry Doby was 17 years old, 126 in. RBIs in 1954. There he is. Uncle, some, Uncle some, Jamie. Yeah. Some pretty, <laughs> he had a pretty great stretch from uh, 1948 to more or less 1957 where he was, uh, he was producing a lot of runs batted for average, Really good on base, really good slugging. He was a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to him and his family for that awesome opportunity. Um, yeah, now people in the chat are like, wait, Renee has an uncle that sells pictures on Feet Finder. Renee has an uncle that looks like Caillou. <laughs> Basically, that's what I said. That's what I, That's what you all got from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just, it is funny because I, every once in a while you have these like, 
rabbit hole tangents of like whatever topic we're talking about you just are firing off Mm -hmm. random nuggets and it's very entertaining um all right well other than that jamie i'll let you share this about the special day in today's phillies history before we finally get to guess that ballpark because we're at the one o'clock oh yes it is time for that uh yesterday in phillies history was the day they took shane victorino in the rule five draft dating back to uh god what what year was that 2004 Five, six, mm. whatever it was. But today in Philly's history, our own uh, John Foley, and make sure you're checking out his writing on allphly.com. Put the tweet out 12 14 2010. News breaks that Cliff Lee is returning to the Phillies. And you want to talk about like moments as a Phillies fan that just like made you want to run through a wall? Him choosing us after getting traded away and joining Roy Halladay mm. and joining Cole Hamels and, you know, the start of the four aces forming, that was an irrationally fun day in Philly's memory. Like, I, I that was just awesome because he chose us. Like, yeah. he, he had a taste of it here, and he came back. And I know Cliff Lee ended on, like, this um, weird – um end of his career here where he was just kind of like a dick and he was like burping in reporters faces and then he just disappeared but like he chose us mm-hmm. and it kind of like put the Phillies on the map because most of the people they had gotten had been through trades or homegrown Cliff was like one of the first ones aside from Jim Tomey to like put us back on the map is like, I choose Philadelphia over everyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was awesome. And it's a shame Cliff Lee kind of fizzled out the way he did here because he gave us some damn good memories during his time. Yeah. Yeah. I know one. in the chat, you guys are sharing your best Cliff Lee memories. Some of them, um, some of them more interesting than others, but as you're right, yeah, it is. Mickey said a- he sent drinks to Ruben Amaro <laughs> that night. That's funny. I mean, it was awesome. Like you were just convinced that the Phillies were going to be this, uh, dynasty for the next mm-hmm. couple of years and you know it didn't really pan out that way but that was a fun day when you found out cliff lee chose us again yeah yeah it is and as we're talking about his history and we're talking about larry doby and cliff lee and larry doby as a center fielder who helped um to bring diversity and, and integrated impact in uh major league baseball well also we did see the prime nine come out for center fielders for Major League Baseball Network. Now, we talked about it for second baseman the other day. Um, this is the tweet that they put out uh, and just sharing the list of prime nine center fielders and starting off the list, Willie Mays, Mickey Mantle, Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Trout sits at number four, Duke Snyder, Carlos Beltran, Andrew Jones, Richie Ashburn, and Kirby Puckett rounds out the list. And it's been very entertaining to see these lists because a lot of history in these names uh, really takes you back. And it also really, I love and hate at the same time, comparing across generations because it's such a weird thing that you never know the official answer. There's no right answer. You never know what's you know officially correct or not correct. But this list here was, uh, was a good one. Yeah, there's some pretty good, good players on there. <laughs> and uh, Mike Trout probably could be like number one on that list if he was able to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, shame for him. Injuries really kind of are derailing him. <laughs> Uh, you know, and maybe there's a chance he stays healthy and, and gets back on track. But, uh, yeah, center field's a, uh, a great position there and uh, cool to see. But, yeah, Barbara Carroll says Beltran, LOL. <laughs> He's pretty nasty. Like, I understand that was my reaction, too, of, like, Carlos Beltran. 
if you actually like di deep dive his numbers, Carlos Beltran was a hell of a player. You know, he was in the gold glove running every single year. Um, but yeah, it, it's always fun to look at those lists and kind of debate them a little bit. Yeah, it takes you back. It takes you back. I mean, Carlos Beltran's numbers are, are pretty damn good. You've been deep diving them. Well, now. I got his baseball pornhub reference.com page open right here. That's an old joke at my I'm, I picked up on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning. For the real you. seam heads. I know. You know, baseball reference page uh, is very cool. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. All right. Well, exciting news because today we got through Jamie, I would say pretty much all of our show notes. Look at us. Did we? Did we? I don't know, but I feel like we did. Yeah, we got a lot. I mean, the rest, okay, we didn't get through all of it. I, didn't, I don't think we hit every, it was pretty close. It was, it's the was best we've done in a while. This was definitely the close. I think we missed like two things. Yeah, it's pretty good for like us. Like we literally only missed a couple things as I'm scrolling yeah. through. Yeah. Look at us. Progress, look, at, look at us. Guys. Now it's Progress. time to torture so Renee. So because we finally, no, it's not torture because we're down to five, which makes my job so much easier. It does. So we are down in the final five ballparks of Guess That Ballpark. And to give you an update... Uh, because yesterday was Rogers, which I took, and I took Great American Ballpark the day before that. Mm. So I'm now up 10 to 6. 10 to 6. There's five left. You have to get every single one of these correct to have a chance. And I have to Brady, get... she cheated for like 10 days before. This is, this is not real. I, I started. Why does your list... The, why the does scores the are always skewed. change? Look at you getting comfortable here. Yeah. <laughs> Put your feet up, kick it back, relaxing. Mm -hmm. Um. So... We don't have a timeline on cheating because I didn't cheat. That's not a thing. Okay. The fields that are the ballparks that are left. We got City Field, Kauffman Stadium, which everybody thought yesterday was Kauffman. Right. City, Ca I thought it was Kauffman. Yeah. Do you know the others? City, Kauffman. I'll give you uh, a half point. Target. Target. And I forget. PNC and Oriole Park. So Camden Yards. I am keeping score. MBDBDF. <laughs> yes, I am because the whole point of this trivia thing is to keep score. All right, 10 to 6. And to cheat before your opponent, so it's an unfair score at the end. Yeah, we get it. All right. It's not real. It's not real, WYRM. Wow, everybody's on your side, apparently. All right, <laughs> let's take a look at today's ballpark because I'm ready. Oh, I know what this is. Do you? I do. All right, so it's Kaufman, PNC, or Camden Yards, Target, and what was the fifth? Um, um... City Field, Kaufman, City. Oriole, PNC, Target. Target. Hmm. And you know what this is. Okay, maybe I don't. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty confident though. Ooh, is that? Brie, what are you doing over there? Oh. Oh. Mm. I'm like, Brie's changing things up a bit. Hmm. All right, so Brie, Jamie normally takes a very long time yes. to guess. I have to put a timer on just to get him to right, it's not finally one. guess an uh -huh, answer. Uh -huh, so uh -huh. hopefully today he'll be better. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, an I thought I know, and now I'm not positive. In the chat, drop your thoughts. I'm not looking at the chat, but feel free to share what you think it is, and we'll see who is Correct. I think I have my guess. Apparently, okay, it's not that one. All right, I okay, have my it's answer. Not that one. <laughs> I will slack it in so you don't hear. Do, I will put do, it on the do, Phillies do, beat there, Bray, so you can see do, my answer. Do, do, do. Not that one. So don't look at slack. <sighs> I don't know. Okay, how? 
Oh, Brie, actually, I don't think I have your number to text you. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. I'll slide in the DMs? I'm sliding your DMs. <laughs> oh. All right, my answer's in, Renee. What? There's only five stadiums. This can't no, be that I hard. No, but I know, but this is crunch time. It's the postseason, basically. I need to make sure I'm not just... I got to stick to my game plan. You know, I got to make sure I'm not just out here willy nilly throwing out answers. My answer is in. Okay. I think, I think I'm putting my answer in also. I hope you guess, guess differently than me. Oh, are people able to see us? That's embarrassing. <laughs> like, are they able to see us? See my, see my tactic. I was trying to, I'm blocking the chat. I don't want anybody to think I'm cheating. Um, well, I was doing this to like look at the stadiums the other day. Okay. Uh, you no, didn't get it. This is what yet? she does. She stalls every day, Brie, for like. You didn't eight get it. Minutes. Maybe there's a maybe there's a Wi-Fi issue. Mm-hmm. No, I already submitted. Gosh! Oh my god. Okay, I thought I had it. This is trickier than I thought. Do I have to put a countdown on you? No, 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 no. We have oh, to no, get no. out of here, Renee. We I have... know. <laughs> well, you can say it. Mine's already in. Wait. Have you? heard okay Bree. this is the normal question we ask are you going to the mall after school today wait what it's a billy madison reference no i don't understand why you're saying that how does that have to dang it this is like you're like trying to stall and you're going are you oh oh okay 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 you got it Wait, Brie, she gets on. on oh, my Philly's irrationally beat is open. nervous about my this. Philly's beat is open on Slack. Uh, just, just say it. I already submitted. Just go. Say no, it. No, uh, takes away from the fun. Say it, Brie. You have to read the answers out loud on the mic. I hope you're ready. <sighs> Wait, did I send you the right answer? Okay. Oh <gasps> okay. <laughs> All right. So both Renee and Jamie said same answer. Kaufman. Damn it. Yes! I just want to be right. I wanted you to be wrong. I actually was really going back and forth with Oriole Park because it kind of, it's very got that rounded outfield, but it doesn't have that. There's a little line in there. I've gotten very drunk at Camden Yards before. I'm sure you have. Yeah. We did a a Um, university outing there for like senior week. (laughs) MBDBDB have said this whole segment is us watching a woman cheat in a game and then celebrate it. The show's <laughs> yeah. called us. Thank you for understanding my my plight here, MBD. <laughs> oh man, I think it's fun. Ew, John. Ew. First of all, that's weird. We're coworkers. I'm not touching your feet. I don't. I don't want my feet touched. <laughs> like that's weird. That's so weird. We're no. Um. All right. Listen. Score update. For those of us that have not cheated, um, looking at pictures to compare does not seem right. It's impossible to do without pictures, and it's even impossible to do with pictures. No, I got one right when we weren't cheating, and then you were cheating I for so long right. that I was like, I better cheat because this is unfair now. Oh, my god! And then you were whooping about your your victories. Wah, wah. I mean, for the last four, we can go without computers. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, so Jamie and I both got them correct. Did anybody get them correct in the chat? Ooh, see, yeah. I didn't even look at the chat. You guys were rolling in with some answers. Sandlot. <laughs> PNC does have a weird right field. It, see, it's not that easy. Kaufman is perfectly round. Yeah, that's why I thought it was Kaufman. Okay, I saw some, some mixed results, but a lot of you guys got it correct. Congrats to all of us that got it correct, Jamie. Good job. 
Yeah. When you win on the back of my answer, it doesn't really feel good. Wait, it feels like what? a loss. Yeah. Oh, like when we both win. Well, yeah, but I submit mine first, and then when you win. <laughs> oh, oh, it, it feels, See, this is why we send them gross. in flag because yeah. I didn't want you to have to be like, oh, you take. No, my I don't answer. think you saw my answer. It's just like I got mine in first, and then three minutes later, you got yours in. What is this? Like that's what that's what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. That petty. That's petty. We yeah, got petty yeah. Jamie over here. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna let Jamie be petty and uh, cry in a corner somewhere. Yeah. Because he answered first. Mm-hmm. That's I did. like I should we get both bonus submit, points for that. You both submit the essay when we submit the SATs or whatever test. Does it matter who submits it first? No. Mm-hmm. You no. get more credit. Every teacher knows that. The faster you are on tests, the better. That's Lies. what every teacher will tell you, Renee. Lies. All right. Well, even though we got through most of our show sheet today, which was a small victory, a small L is we still are overtime. So we'll try to of be better. Of course we're overtime. We're always over, overtime. It's fine. Everything's fine. Let's, this is fine. I'm, real, I'm hungry. <laughs> All right. Jamie is going to eat his laptop in a second if we don't break <laughs> away. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to have a new game after guest, the ballpark. And we've actually got some new exciting things coming your way here on PHOI Phillies podcast to Eugene Kraft's question. Don't you worry. This is just the beginning. Uh, we have some more fun things. Uh, Chris O'Donnell says next trivia. year, no computers, but multiple choice. I don't hate that. I would love that actually. That's the problem. There's too many options. We need more. I would do multiple choice. We're yeah. gonna do trivia with some multiple choice. That's what's that's what's happening. But we have more things and coming a shot your clock. way. I agree, All John. Right. All right, with the rules. Yeah. Next time we're gonna have the rules in writing so that you guys aren't whining. All right. <laughs> have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll be back here at noon live. We've got Friday with Foley as John Foley's gonna be joining us. We're gonna be playing Guess That Pitbull song. I love that idea, Mickey Durkin. Might have to I raise that with the rest of the team. It may be happening. We've got some holiday plans coming. We've got games and trivia. We've got more baseball updates. So basically, make sure you're subscribed, you're following, and you're staying up to date on everything PHLY Flakes podcast. For Bree, Jamie, Renee, have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you back for a fantastic Friday. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, silly.